0: I laugh. <laughs>
1: I grab the doctor by his throat and I pull him in and I say, what are you laughing at? The Apocalypse Players present Machine Track to Station Kharkov 37. What are you laughing at? You laugh all the time.
2: Why
0: are you laughing? What is funny? Nothing. Nothing major.
1: A Call of Cthulhu scenario written by Brett Kramer with Dan and McAleer. As Senior Lieutenant Grigor Fyodorov of the Red Army. Oh, I see. Joseph Chance, as Senior Sergeant Dr. Visarian Beo Ivanovich Yuskov Lubimova of the Red Army.
0: It is my belief that refugees from those Kokos came in here seeking safety. They are either not here or they are dead.
1: Dominic Allen, as Administrator Major Yuri Kopolev, of the telegraph service of the Soviet Union. Oh, (laughs) doctor,
2: this is a misunderstanding. You do not know what I am.
1: And Dan Wheeler, as everybody else. I can tell you that in this place, I'm not worried about things coming back to life. If I'm worried about anything, it's the absence of life. Okay, so what's going on? Kopolev, you're grabbing the doctor. Meanwhile, Fyodorov is walking back to the troops. Captain Trepanov,
0: let's take the doctor for a little walk. You don't want to take me for... Put
3: our arms around him. Well, I mean, I want to see if I notice this kerfuffle happening behind me as I walk off to the... Because we were were sort of near the men. (laughs) You said you'd walked off. I don't think I'd got that far. Well, hang on a minute.
2: I don't say it that loudly. I'm like, I'm like grabbing him like this. Well, give me a listen, roll.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucked it. I'm sorry, Doctor.
0: <laughs> it's all gone red on red. That's exactly what they want from us, guys.
1: Red on red. Okay, but let's go to Fiora first. So you walk back to the troops, mm. and you you there. You see uh, Kovalevsky and uh, blocking stuff. Mm. Walking amongst the troops, people are eating, just checking the guy ropes on the tents, making sure the camps are set up. They're talking about like a watch schedule for the evening. What do you say?
3: I say, uh, my feeling is we need to leave this place as soon as possible. Who do you say this to? Sorry, uh, just the two sergeants, mm-hmm. Blockinchev and uh, yeah, Blockinchev and Kovalevsky. Kovalevsky, that's it. Um, I just say, uh, listen, I. I get the feeling that morale is not good in this camp. It is no longer good with me either. I do not trust our guests as far as I can throw them. This is between me and you. We need to keep up the appearance to our men, but I want to be ready to
1: leave as soon as possible. Duh. Um, And Kowalewski says, "Uh, Of course, Lieutenant, um, some of the men are not not very well. Uh, You know, there was a bit of dysentery uh, on the way. One of one of the men is really, really quite poorly, and then the poor old uh, Yuzlek, Yuzlek and uh, uh, Zhebenko, who had that funny experience with that rabbit, they they really they're not feeling their best. I, I, I wonder. Obviously, whatever you think is uh, is best, but I, I would be inclined to. You know, the, the sun's coming down. We're not going to make it back to the uh, the depot tonight. So if we leave, we'll have to just set up camp somewhere else on the way back.
3: You're right, you're
1: right. I suggest we we, we, we stay here tonight. We leave first thing tomorrow. If, if you if you want to leave, we leave first thing tomorrow. And I, I, I'm i sure the troops would all be for that. Not, no one is comfortable here, but don't make them take the tents down and put them off again on the way back.
3: I think I think you're 100% right. And uh, thank you for uh, availing me of the situation. Uh, We need the rest anyway. All I would ask you is to be on guard. Bear Bear in mind what I've said. I'm not certain that these telegraph officers, whoever they claim to be, are really acting in the party's best interest.
1: You don't have to tell me twice. I already had that suspicion myself. I'm sorry to question your orders. I, I I absolutely would like to leave here as soon as possible, but I would suggest that let's wait until the morning because we'll just have to stop halfway on the way anyway. So
3: Keep, keep the spirits of the men up as much as you can. Um, if you need to dip into the rations slightly more, it's fine. We will be leaving as soon as we can. Keep course, everyone's spirits them. up. I will ask the doctor to come and look at... Uh, absolutely. So d- double the rations. Indeed. And make sure they're at least... Uh, Double the guards at any given time
1: all right, so uh, you, how many people do you want on watch tonight? Well we can rotate of course mm-hmm. the
3: the normal system, but I'd say uh at least three at one time in different corners. three,
1: three people for three hours yes, all right,
3: one by the gate and one by uh, each corner of the uh the fence facing the same way down the road
1: understood. All right, so we, we probably got about an hour till dark. There's some food on. Make sure you uh, have a good feed.
3: Oh, yes. Don't worry about me. Thank you. Yes, sir. And then I march back off to find the doctor.
1: So while that was going on, what's going on with you two? So my intention
2: is to get Trepanov and myself to goose march the doctor round the back of the nearest, in between the truck and the <laughs> and the building.
0: Comrades, comrades. I apologise if my, if my tendency for mirth has offended you.
1: So, unless you make a physical resistance, we, I think, march you round, the two of us? No, yeah, I'm not, I'm not resisting in that sense,
2: no. I push your back against the wall and we're stood really close to you like this.
0: <laughs> really
1: uncomfortable. I,
0: I, I look at you in a puzzled manner, but yes. I'm quite short as well, so I'm looking up at you.
1: Triepanov starts unlacing one of the laces from his boots.
2: Captain Trepanov has been a loyal servant to the telegraph union, but his background, you know, he was not always in the telegraph union, doctor. What did you do before you were a doctor?
3: Hm?
2: I'll tell you what Captain Trepanov did. He was uh, in prison, were you not, Captain?
1: <laughs>
2: Some of those eastern prisons are very, 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 very dangerous places. Oh, I've
0: been all over. I'm sorry to hear that, Captain. I, I was a prisoner during the war. Did you remind me, Captain? Did you serve in the war? For Russia? He
1: just carries on unlacing his boot. This was not a prisoner of war prison we are talking about. No, I thought not. And the lace is free and he pulls it up and he I just
0: can tell you what you want to know. You just ask me a question. Wraps
1: his lace around his two
0: hands. Another baby.
2: Captain Trepanov is a, a very loyal servant to the telegraph union. He really cares about people's ability to communicate. So it will be a pain to him if he has to strangle you. It will hurt him, doctor. I want to understand this situation. I want to make sure that all of Fyodorov's men leave safely, get back to their wives and their children. I want to make sure that the telegraphs are working. But I feel like... I feel like there are elements that are
0: working actively against me. The only element that is working actively against you is the fact you have not told us what you know. You went to that truck. You came back like a different man.
2: I am not the only one not telling us what I know. Fyodorov went up into that silo he tells me he saw liquid but I know for a fact there is more to it than that very good I think Fyodorov knows more than he is letting on
0: I'm sure he does he's the lieutenant, he's the commanding officer here it is his job as the officer of the Red Army to keep what he knows to himself that is the command's position Major, you are not the Major here as the Red Army Major
2: you do not know what I am.
0: You are here as the major of the intelligence operation that you are clearly operating on.
2: I beg your pardon?
0: I don't know what you are, but you are clearly operating on... Well, you have a specialist here who, who, who is about to try to strangle me to death because of some f- fabulous idea.
2: Oh, <laughs> doctor, this is a misunderstanding. He's not going to strangle you to death. No, he's going to strangle you. Over and over and over again until you tell us what we want to know.
0: What are my chances of pulling my gun on this guy? Because I think he's slightly distracted now. Now that I've engaged in such a conversation.
1: What are your chances of pulling your gun on Kofalev? <laughs> is that,
0: is, is that, is that going to be... Uh, I'm like, I'm like, I've i been around. I've been around the block. I think he's not, he's not quite focusing. They've not disarmed me. I've got my rifle. I've got my gun. My gun's by my waist. If I could pull my pistol on him... Are you saying you want to go for it? Commissar of the party law. What would the test be for that?
1: <laughs> I'm going to say
0: that will be an opposed dex roll. <laughs> Love it. Oh, no, in which case, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm <laughs> nope, absolutely not interested. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that?
1: Well, what were you going to offer me? I mean,
0: he's, he's very distracted, I would say.
1: But your opposed Dex roll is going to be opposed against me.
0: I was going to say like a stealth roll or something. I don't know.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, I will tell you what.
1: Actually, do, you,
0: do you know what Dex? I'd probably fancy my chances. Better you can on dex- roll. Um, you can pretty much pick <laughs> your roll, but you're going to be rolling forty five percent. I give that a forty five percent chance. Yeah.
1: So I'm going to roll my Dex. Triepanov is going to be keeping an eye on you.
0: Ah, uh, Triepanov's keeping an eye. Oh yeah, he's got a hundred on every stat. <laughs> I—I I mean, I wouldn't mess with Triepanov, I'll be honest with you. I think my hand, my hand twitches and Triepanov sees it, and I don't care. I, my hand twitches as it, as it goes back, and then it, and, there's, and then I laugh again. <laughs> you
2: see, Kopolev bristle at it, but you also notice that even Kopolev is a little scared of Triepanov <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I've picked up on that.
3: Anyway, it's look, like one of those gangsters uh, with a staffy that they can't quite
0: control. It's exactly that. <laughs> how can I possibly help you? Major Kopolev, Captain Treporov,
1: Yeah. That. please
0: tell me how I can help you to the best of the party's interests. I want to know everything you know about this place. They have not been in contact with us for three months. Uh, I have not been here before. On the approach here, we passed the location where the men of the same uh, regiment performed acts in the name of the uh, Soviet Republic to further, to better the um, development of the region, whereby men and children and women were massacred.
1: Triepinov is going to do a psychology role to see whether you're hiding anything about, whether you know any more about this place.
0: I, I haven't finished yet, but yes, I carry on, yes. Um, we have now arrived at Machine Tractor Station Kharkov 37, surrounded by no less than three cold cores. It is my belief that refugees from those cold came in here seeking safety. They are either not here or they are dead. The bones that I examined, Major, are not just men's bones. That skull that I showed you was a man's skull because he resisted. But others did not. One was definitely a woman, possibly a child.
2: So you say they resisted it, but they were refugees. So here is my question. What if... Here's the theory for you. What if they were forced here to do something that they either believed in or did not believe in? Something fundamentally politically incorrect.
0: It is possible, of course. And I would I would always support you, Major, in anything that you had to suggest... With any evidence that you would like to present to the um, individuals in question.
1: Triepanov, with the expenditure of some luck, succeeded in his psychology role. So I would just like to ask you, Lubomova. does Triepanov get the feeling that you're hiding anything about what you know about this place?
0: Uh, not about this place, but that I am stalling.
1: Ah. You're stalling, but you're not, that there's nothing that you know about this place that you haven't told us.
0: No, but I mean, it's 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 obvious to him that I'm that I'm playing chess and I'm thinking a couple of moves ahead, and therefore I'm being honest. But that there's something.
2: Well, my next question is: What do you know about Lieutenant Fyodorov? How well do you know him? How long have you known him? And do you know anything that he doesn't want people to know?
0: He's a good commanding officer. I've no doubt of that. Experienced. Yes. More of a certain age, and therefore has the capacity to be able to speak to any member of the. Uh, Regiment. This is invaluable, as you know, Major. How old is How old is Major Kopolev?
2: Uh, Kopolev's like 40, nearly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's of, of an age as well. All right. I, I trust him. He can be foolish sometimes. Can't we all? I want to do a psychology roll to see if he's hiding anything about Fyodorov.
1: Okay, while you're doing that, over give me a
0: spot-hidden roll. Yes. Uh, and indeed, it is a hard success.
1: So you were distracted when um, Triopinov was undoing his shoelace. Uh, you, I mean, you already felt threatened. You felt oh, threatened. God, yeah he was taking the shoelace out to create a garrote. But you realise you were a bit distracted. and Now you look and you realise his shoe's still done up. He wasn't undoing his shoelace. And you look at what he's holding in his hands and it's... A stretch of piano wire. Oh! So he—he he actually he hadn't under a shoelace. He reached and got something, which is quite deliberately a garrote out of his boot. Oh no!
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: a length of telegraph
2: wire. I failed my psychology roll. I'm just going to come out and ask you, Lieberman. In fact, I'm
0: going to. Bu- this I guess this is a push roll, really. I'm putting my gun. Inadvisable. <laughs> As he does this, so he gets to push his role first. Because I've already done what I was saying, so you've already got a chance to look at that. Do your
1: psychology role.
2: By pushing the role, the question I want to ask is, are you, or Fyodorov, or anyone you know here, members or agents of OGPU? That's what I ask.
0: Oh Well, well, that makes a big difference, actually. And that is a narrow success. (laughs) OGPU. Not as far as I know, and no, I certainly am not. The lieutenant—he's oh, a friend of mine. He's a fool, of course not. And then I pull my gun on seventeen. You've got seventeen to beat. That's a, that's your decks, is this it? It's a hard success
1: on my decks. Uh, well, I'm the one watching, but you can roll as well.
2: I actually unbelievably failed my dex roll, which is almost impossible.
1: I've failed my dex roll as well, which is also almost impossible. <laughs> can you push it on an opposed roll? Oh, I'm not going to allow you to anyway. Well, I can spend the luck.
2: How much would I need to spend to get... I'd need to get a hard success? Well, that's too much.
1: So, you got your gun out. I'm standing here with the garotte. He's standing there with nothing. You got your gun out.
0: Very close as well. I'm within range to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I squeeze three rounds into the ground.
1: <coughs> okay, at that, I imagine, Fyodorov, you might hear that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been looking for the doctor anyway and getting increasingly worried about where he's gone. Obviously, I guess until this point, I've been discussing with the sergeants about what I was talking about before, but I think as soon as I hear the... Uh, the gunshots, I say, in Blokhenshtev, Kovleski, with me. Men, our guests are traitors of the Red Army. They are not who they appear to be. <laughs> we- All
1: right, they're not far away, so you fire those three shots off and... I shout that. You, you hear shouts. I, I give a look to Triepanov and I take three steps back and put my hands in the air. Like this. And look terrified. Trepanov secretes his piano wire and does the same thing, he just copies Kopolev.
0: Oh, silly me, silly me. I'm so sorry, my friends, comrades, comrades, I'm so sorry. My, my pistol has discharged by accident. <laughs> as
2: soon as Fyodorov comes around the corner, I go,
0: Oh, thank, thank goodness you're here. The doctor, he, he was threatening us
1: with a gun. I think the doctor has succumbed to the radiation.
0: <laughs> I, my friends, it was simply that my gun discharged. I forgot to. I, I, it can happen to anyone. Men, stay back.
3: Wokenshtev, Govlesky, with me. And I walk up uh. to the doctor with just the two sergeants. Armed, obviously. Got my gun out. Men, the situation what? is under control. Did you just say we were traitors to the party? What else would I call you? You block my inquiries at every turn. I am the commanding officer here. I ask you what your intentions are. You will not tell me. You make these cryptic uh, references to something. Oh, you cannot possibly know who I am. This is nonsense. Something like the thing that is in the silo that you will not tell us about. The liquid which is in the silo. What was in the liquid? What do you mean what was in the liquid? Nothing is is in the the liquid. Really? You believe that? Why are you so sure something was in the liquid? And I turn to the doctor and say, What happened?
0: The comrades were asking me questions, and fair questions, of course, about the nature of our investigations here. They think we are holding out on them regarding what was in the silo. Why would we really hold out on them? Well, perhaps because we do not have all the information from what they found in the truck. We're supposed to be working together here, comrades. Perhaps if we all work together and forget about the past and look to now and the future, we might all get out of here with our skins. I say, very pointedly, to Kopolev.
3: I say to you again, without looking at them, whose shots were they? My
0: gun was discharged, almost by accident.
3: I mean, I'm assuming I can tell as a friend of yours that...
0: Oh yeah, I mean, like, as in I've still got the gun in my hand and it's held by my thigh. And I fired it directly into the ground.
3: Give me one good reason I should not have you executed right here, right now.
0: Well, let me say, from the bottom of my heart, that I will always support any such action, but these gentlemen are very much needed here. Is that not true, Captain Major? Without you, I do not think that we can all get out of this very well.
2: I think executing us would be probably the greatest mistake of your entire career. And why is that? Because you'd end up dead. I see. And why? How? Because the Telegraph Union has a lot of power, it turns out.
3: I see. So you're simply threatening me. I'll I'll, I'll
2: start putting my pistol away. I'm not threatening you. You're the one threatening to execute me. I'm just telling you that there are consequences to these sorts of actions. Combinates, Combinates, what we are trying to... Also, I don't think this place is safe. And your bickering is not helping us secure the area.
1: Lyubimov and Fyodorov, can you both give me a psychology roll?
3: Yes, I have passed Yeah, that's a really, that's like an extreme success.
1: Um, you just, you look at, uh, you look at Triepanov and he's just got this barely disguised, calm grin on his face. <laughs> he, <laughs> he is not in the least bit frightened of your threat. Really scared of Triepinov.
3: I'm really in two minds here. I've, I mean, this isn't me talking as the character. I fucked it because I just openly said that in front of my troops. So it's like either there are some consequences or I've just weakened my entire position.
1: <laughs> um, Trepanov says, "Maybe, uh, maybe you want to throw us in irons, senior lieutenant. Would that make you... F- Feel like a big boy in front of your troops? Oh, God. So scared of
3: tripping. <laughs> Blocking Steph, Kovaleski, Go make sure the troops are okay, tell them everything is everything is under control.
0: Da da. Comrades, comrades, I think perhaps it is time for us to um attempt a sharing of information. Alright. This sounds like a plan.
1: Hmm, yes. You may not know this about me, but I'm also able to de-escalate.
0: <laughs> I was I was not getting the impression that you could, but I'm delighted to hear that you can. And I and I congratulate you.
3: First of all, you, you 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 three of you in fact I say with a pointed look at the doctor, even though I do trust him, tell me what just went on here just now. Why did I hear three shots? I do not believe for a fucking moment someone accidentally discharged their gun. Were you two threatening him? And if so, why? Let us share our information or let us not share our information. We have reason to
2: believe that there might be dissident agents working against the party. And they might be not just previously at the tractor station. But that they are among your men right now now. They may have had a hand even in sabotaging the telegraphs. We were simply having a word with the doctor to ascertain whether or not he knew of anyone who's behaved suspiciously. It was just a private conversation where things
3: got a little heated and he got very defensive about your men. If you were any good at your job, the way to do that would be, before we had set out while we were still in the place with records, you could have asked us which of our men may have travelled up here who had been missing on different lengths of time. As it is, I do not know anyone who has been here in, among my men. Doing this sort of thing out in the wilderness is exceptionally silly. I'm sure you'd agree. And yourself, senior lieutenant?
2: The, do you have any affiliation with any particular agency that is perhaps beyond the remit of a senior lieutenant in the Red Army? Not in the slightest. I do a psychology role to see if I believe him.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a regular success. Well, in which case, you get the impression I'm telling the truth?
1: Yeah, you get the feeling he's a Red Army man through and through. Okay. Hmm. In which case I say,
2: when I showed you the OGPU um, uniform, you seem disturbed by that. You know something about the OGPU here. What is it? No, I do not. I know nothing about this place.
3: Then explain your reaction. If I seem somewhat disturbed, it is simply because I care about my men. I do not wish, look, I will never be promoted above my position I simply wish to see this through in the service of the party and retire without my head being blown off in the backwoods of some godforsaken fucking ditch. And as soon as there are agents involved of a higher level, you must understand the chances of that go down rapidly. That I can agree with. That Yes, I have
2: experience in that matter. This was my only concern. So, Senior Sergeant Dr. Vissarion Libimova. Major, do you have any association with agencies that go beyond the remit of a medical doctor in the Red Army?
0: No. Why would... No, I do not. And it is in my interest that we all escape from this place, where something terrible has happened. It is evident. I wish to help you, Major. And you too, Captain. I would point out that the Captain has some exceptional skills that perhaps we could make use of, Captain. But not in this regard. And if you believe that some of our men are um, in some way capitalist informers or agents for um, oppressive regimes outside of the glorious socialist republic, I will do everything that I can to help. But right now I want to secure the location and leave as soon as we can. Well, I'm relieved to hear that. I do a psychology role.
1: <laughs> so you you will begin to notice that the sun is rapidly disappearing beyond the horizon and you realise you're stood just by the one garage that you haven't really properly looked around, the one that had that sort of chemical whiff of smoke and that maybe this is the one place in the, the whole station that you haven't looked at that you might want to check out before it gets dark. Before we do, I do a psychology role on
2: what the doctors just told me I got a regular success.
0: As he does that, I'm going to try and psychologize him. (laughs) Because I know that that's what he's going to try and do on me. (laughs) And I have a zero nine. I just, I want to see why he's so fucking furiously trying to work us out.
2: Well, I can answer answer this if you like.
1: Yeah, okay. Why don't you answer each other? So first of all, uh Mova, what does does, uh, Kopolev interpret from his psychology success?
0: Somewhere in that tissue of, um, of substance was, was a lie, or at least a, an observance whereby I was not secure in my truth.
2: So I think that's either one of two things. Either it's that you do have some sort of external affiliation, or that it's you do know what's going on here. Unless it's a third thing that I wasn't paying attention to when you said it. Because you did do a really long... He's good at waffle, is the doctor. It's the waffle, though. It's the waffle. Notice that. Well, what you notice about uh, Kopolev is he has been quite agitated ever since the truck, as you've you've observed, but especially to do with that that uniform. And I mean, yeah, it's transparent that he's clearly trying to track possibly an individual, but certainly a, a type of person down. Yeah, yeah, that's the impression you get. And that he's suspicious that it's you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
2: And also, you probably observe, actually, with an extreme success like that, you probably observe that he clearly had a lot of suspicion about Fyodorov, which has recently just, in that when he asked him the
1: question, that seems to have dissipated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trepanov says, "So now we're all friends again. Have you checked out any of these big old uh, warehouse things?" Yes, we had a quick look.
0: Yes, the two of you will be most interested in the middle one. That contains a lot of the technical equipment that they scavenged and utilized to enable these lights to work. Uh, um, Comrades, Comrade Major, one moment. I sense that perhaps you fear that I'm not being truly forthcoming with you.
2: It's crossed my mind.
0: (laughs) I think it is important you know this. And even you will have done and do not know this about me. And I think for the first time, his shoulders slump, and he, and he looks, uh, you know, the, 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 the gut which he sort of tends to hold out, because he likes to sort of do the whole, I'm like an Orthodox priest kind of version of the doctor. But then he sort of slumps, and you see just how much extra weight he's carrying. He's quite fat. And he sort of slumps, and his shoulders go down, and goes, The truth is, I'm not a very good medical doctor. I'm a very good um, medical fixer-upper of people who've been shot. Shot through the face, shot through the arm, shot through the leg, shot through the groin. I patch you up. I send you back to a doctor who can fix you. But I have only two years in the Feltshire Academy. That was the rural doctor program. You know it well, yes? From before the glorious Soviet Republic. Because I am older than all of you. And I have a past. So yes, I have an affiliation to an older place. The affiliation is my life, Comrade Major. It is nothing to do with being OGP anything. It's nothing to do with being an I am I am not an agent of anything except that I have a past and my past is of the old world. And I try not to tell people about these things.
1: I understand. Trepinov says we all have a past sometimes the past is best forgotten and sometimes the past looms up out of the deep like a body floating up to the surface
0: I I instinctively but unfortunately look at Fyodorov (laughs) And then I check, I try to check myself, but it's pretty obvious that I did it.
1: Shall we have a look in this garage then? Let us dredge these bodies out. We have about five minutes to have a look around.
2: <laughs> but then before we move off, I say, well, it seems that we have reached an accord. But all I would say is, let us act with caution. We cannot know everyone's motivation all the time. And I still, I still believe that there is someone here who knows more than they are letting on perhaps it is not among us but someone and I sort of scan the, uh, the camp with my eyes come
3: did you find any files or records in your search already? we did not, we just looked in we poked our heads, smelt had a quick mm. look
2: seems strange that an experimental dairy farm would not keep records perhaps there are some Let's have a look. After you. No, after you. No, after you. After the doctor.
0: I'll go first, and I will walk <laughs> as confidently as I dare, waiting for the piano wire around my neck <laughs> towards Garage B.
3: Yeah, I'd like to make it clear that from this point onwards, any time I'm anywhere within Triopanoff's reach, my hand is on my gun as cautiously <laughs> <so just> as, <laughs> as possible. I kind of know that even if I said, Oh, I, I sneak up and shoot him in the back of the head. I'd roll for it and get an extreme success, and you would be like, "Well, you like his ear gets yeah, slightly be, bruised." Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, oh no! Yeah, he's every time I check anything against him, I'm like, "Oh shit, he's good at that." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you you lead the way into uh, Garage B. You sort of lead the way across the floor, and um, pointing out the the lights, the work desks. The shovels, all the all the evidence of the, the fact that this room had been used to rig up the uh, telegraph poles, and then you start making your way upstairs where there are five individual offices, for want of a better word. And uh, you work through them one by one, I guess. Do you, do you all go into each one together? Are you sticking closely together now? I think so. I'm
3: sticking as close to the back of the group as I possibly can.
1: OK, so uh, the first room you go into, it looks like a like living quarters, potentially uh, like sort of officers living quarters. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's quite sort of Spartan. There's four sort of cot beds. There's a there's a basin, a mirror, some chairs and a, a crate that had been used as like a card table. There aren't really many personal affairs, but it it looks like this was a little bit more of a permanent living quarters. This isn't like a makeshift sort of refugee camp like the other place. Well,
0: do a search.
1: Yeah, cool. We have a look around. One of the beds has some uh, some bags laid out as if just arrived or just ready to leave. If you have a little search through that stuff, you find um, a deck of cards, a couple of changes of... Uniform, couple Do you want to give me a uh, a spot hidden? Uh, that is a hard success. Okay, I'm telling you what the uniform is. Mm. You find some good boots, gun cleaning kits, couple of books, and there's also uh, some like dental tools. And a bunch of knives, some handcuffs, some brass knuckles. You guys all see this. You you don't notice anything particular about the uniform. You don't recognize the uniform, but you do see the knives, the handcuffs, the brass knuckles. And then there's some vials, some weird vials of something. So you take about, you know, 10 minutes going through this room. That's the sort of stuff you find. And then uh, you move on to the next room. This is uh, similar. This is this is officers' quarters. Will you all give me a spot hidden? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're all
3: so fucked. Oh, yeah. I just succeed.
1: Well, you, what you all spot as soon as you walk in is there is a calendar on the wall, and you see that it has been turned to February. Bear in mind we are in March. We stopped hearing from the station in i think december last year the calendar stops at february the two cot beds have been folded up and set aside everything has been packed up like everywhere else in this whole base it looks like people have either just arrived or they've just packed up ready to leave there are a couple of sort of packs if you want to go through them
0: yeah yeah
1: okay so each one contains a change of clothing, a gun uh, cleaning kit, canteens of water that, again, smell and taste of iodine like they've been purified, so they would be drinkable, blankets, toiletries. In one pack, there is a pack of Turkish cigarettes and uh, some vodka. There's a bundle of um, erotic letters. On the desk, there's some ammunition a lantern. There is a file. There's a folder. Do you want to have a look in the folder? Yeah. Snatch up the folder straight away. OK, so you snatch up the folder, and in the folder you find a I report. I go
3: straight over to him, so I'm stood right next to him while he's...
1: You find a report prepared by the Agricultural Commissariat about the station's output.
2: I would say to the lieutenant, there's bound to be something about the telegraphs in here. Yeah, duh, duh. <laughs>
0: While those two are doing that, I'm going to try and go for the vodka. What kind of quality is that vodka? Oh, you have a little sniff.
1: It's homebrew. It's pretty rotten.
0: I'll take it just in case of wounds.
3: Good for degreasing engines.
0: And I'll say to Trepanov, could be good for wounds. So, so yeah, you find
1: this the file with this document from? It's a it's a report from the agricultural commissariat. It's quite a big report but i mean please make a note that you have that and you if you want to have a look at it in a minute we can but i'll tell you what else you find in here first right there is a locked metal box which you could try and pry open and that is everything in this room it takes you about half an hour to go through this room so out the window you can see it's it's definitely getting dark
2: when i notice it's getting dark i'm going to put my head out make sure the lights are still on the silo
0: the lights are on the silo,
2: yeah. Good. They're up. They're running. Just checking.
0: So other than the vodka, the files, the metal box, there wasn't really anything of any value apart from potentially some uniforms?
1: Yeah, there's nothing much of
3: sort of value in this room. Can I make a pitch for looking out the window, seeing the silo still lit up myself? Yeah. And turning to uh Popolev and saying, while we're in the spirit of... Uh, comradeship here, as we should have been all along, but uh, I admit perhaps that was half my fault and half yours, uh, since we were in the spirit of comradeship. Can you tell me now, truthfully, why you are so desperate to light up this silo?
2: All right. I found something in the truck. You remember that uniform I showed you? Da. Whoever that was, as we know, he shot himself. Mm, it seemed that way. He had a sketchbook he had written in it. Yeah. And he mentioned that they were trying to contain something in the silo and the lights seemed to work. I see. But once the lights failed, I think if there is anything in there still, it is best to contain it and I do not want to take the
3: risk. Thank you. This is why... Communication is so fucking important in this situation. (laughs) I will be honest with you now. When I looked into the silo, I saw a body, a face. It swept up. It seemed to loom at me initially. I thought it was, I don't know, something from the folkloric tales of my old grandmama. It was, I think, a bloated, dead body. It was certainly a human body. At this
2: point, actually, Dan, because I haven't done this yet except for on the rabbit, can I do a Cthulhu Mythos roll? On? On what's in the silo. You haven't looked in the silo. But I, from what I've read and been told just now... Uh, yeah, you can do a roll. Uh, the chances are I'm going to fail, but it, just in case... I can hear this, right? Well, I don't say this in—I don't say this out loud. This is just me talking to Dan as the
0: no. yeah. <laughs> sure, but I mean the con- the conversation up to the. Can I do a Cthulhu Mythos roll? Can
3: I do a Cthulhu Mythos roll? I'd like a latte and a Cthulhu Mythos roll, please.
0: No, I failed. But but can I hear this this conversation between these
3: two? Or I, it- I'm not hiding it from you, certainly. No, no, yeah, I, I say
2: it. I say, it's the four of us. I say it to the room. I think that. Whatever is in there, how is this for an hypothesis? This is the current hypothesis I am having. Now that I feel confident that perhaps none of us are working for the ideology that created this tractor station, I believe there was an attempt perhaps to create some kind of crop or a dairy farm that was... Um, ultra-efficient, perhaps by introducing some sort of chemical compound or um, or biological agent into the livestock. And it has backfired, mutated, gone out of control, and now they have contained it within the silo. But it is dangerous. Toxic. Possibly, maybe even alive. Mm. Either way, it is repelled by light in much the same way as some um, some creatures are. Well... Let's hope that
0: theory is correct. Since the major said that, can I just do a biology check as to just how... I'm going to regret this, but... I mean, how wild is what his couple of just said?
1: What part of it?
0: (laughs) The idea that there's some kind of experimental accelerant for growth or some kind of dairy...
1: What are you hoping to achieve from your role?
0: I think I'm hoping to I'm hoping to achieve that, that this is complete nonsense and that I'm fine and the world is exactly as it always was. Uh, uh, okay, which is unlikely.
1: Okay, but, uh, give me a biology roll. But, but
0: is there any chance that there's something that I would know about whereby this could be? No, it's not. It's not a chronic fail, but it's a it's a fail. So I've never heard of anything like this, have I?
1: Yeah, you've never heard of anything like this. But nor can you write it off. Yeah, yeah. You, you're you, a bit out of your depth, to be honest. You feel a bit embarrassed. Yeah. While you are having this conversation, Triyepanov was fiddling with the uh, metal box mm. on the desk. He'd got out some lockpicks from his boot where he stores all his nefarious gear. I like the idea he's got one boot that's much bigger than the other. <laughs> and it jangles when he walks. And you see that you hear and see the box ping open. And he looks around with a sort of little grin on his face.
0: Is that grin again?
1: Yeah. Looks around with a grin on his face and he says, um, Open sesame.
0: Oh, God. (laughs)
1: Like an ape. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to have a look in his box that he's just opened, we're all going to (laughs) die. I mean, I'm not. I
3: don't want to get too close to him, but I'll get as close to the box as I can. Yeah, I'll I'll head over to the box.
1: You, uh, from what you can, without getting too close, you can see. Um, you can see passports. Ah, lots of passports. Like uh, roughly,
3: we're talking like five or six, or like like dozen. A lot more
1: than that.
0: Everyone's passport. Who was here? Maybe.
1: Potentially. It's a big
0: box. I, I say out loud, everybody's
3: passports. It could be like a couple of hundred, even. Like it's a lot of passports.
1: It looks like it could be a couple of hundred passports. Fucking hell. I was say, let's flick through them. That's <laughs> so grim. <laughs> shall, I, shall I bring this along with us? He says with a grin. Duh. No, Tripanov. Read us out every single name in order.
0: <laughs> at least let's look at one or two, I say. I say. So Triopanov's
1: grins at this sort of event you're beginning to maybe give me a psychology role. maybe give me a psychology role. me as well yeah why not all of you
0: no i've failed i failed i'm too fine i'm too fine I,
3: I, f- I actually failed that i hope someone passed so i'm gonna spend i'm gonna spend nine luck fuck it <gasps> just to see because i haven't spent it so far
1: it's probably not a bad spend. So basically you've been around plenty of fucking assholes in the army. Yeah. And you realise really with this box pinging open and looking at the passports, you finally get it. He just doesn't care. He just doesn't care about human life. Nihilistic thug. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. He's not like a sadist. He's not enjoying this death or pain or destruction. He just doesn't care. And in a way, that actually is a relief to you. Because you're like, okay, he's not actually trying to... Um,
3: he's he- not some idealist that's going like, to get a sanction on some minor infraction. No. Just a fucking dog. Like,
1: Yeah, exactly. Nor is he going to deliberately fuck you up. Yeah. It's just like all this death and destruction doesn't affect him the way it does normal people. And that amuses him a little bit. Yeah, he's a sociopath, basically.
3: Yeah, that's good to know. Certainly,
1: how reassuring. <laughs> yeah, I know how ironic that it's reassuring to find out he's only a sociopath. Oh, yeah. It's not a shoggoth or something. Thank God. <laughs> no, I think that was. A, I think that was a really useful psychology. Yeah, one, yeah. To be honest, so I think you make your way out of that room because you were watching the sun go down. It's getting dark, and the light. The lights are on the silo, so maybe uh, Kopolev is Kopolev feels like that's put him at ease but the rest of you still. I mean not that much at ease <laughs> the guy
3: said in the letter that the when the lights fail <laughs> because they could fail at any minute i at least understand now why he's done that because i literally thought it was the opposite i thought you were trying to write, wake something up in yeah. the tank <laughs> i clocked that i i was enjoying the um, i was enjoying the uh, the friction of it yeah.
1: <laughs> so you take the um, Agricultural report with you, which I've sent to you, Dom, on the uh, on the chat. You don't have to read it now, but you've you've got it. You can share it or not as you choose. Trepanov's got the box of passports, and then you move on to the next room, which is another officers' quarters. Again, with bags packed, either they've just arrived or they're ready to leave. There's a big trunk sat by the door. And inside there are a few changes of clothing, a few scientific texts, chemistry books, geology books. This might be um, Lyubomovus territory. There's also a chess set, some toiletries, a Bible, a microscope. Do you want to take any of this?
0: Yeah, I'd certainly be interested in... um, I'll make it obvious. I'll say... uh... Major Lieutenant, is it, is it all right with you that I take the microscope? I think this could be of use, they stuck this doctor's
2: bag. Is there a sample in the microscope?
0: Well, I shall see.
1: There is no obvious sample in the microscope, no.
0: Oh, oh, oh what was going on here? They were about to leave. But, but their, their leaving failed. But they were here till February. Are you taking the books with you? I'm going to scan through the books, yeah, see if there's anything unusual.
1: So you're going to scan through them right hi,
0: hi, here and now? Well, just now. just flick through them, just like uh, titles. Okay, great. And I will say the titles out loud. Different every night. <laughs> An actor yes. prepares. Uta Hagen, no. Basically,
1: these are, these are textbooks. These are chemistry and geology and biology textbooks. It's going to take you a long time to look through it properly but what you can see is that in one of the, in the chemistry textbook there are feverish annotations and corrections
0: Ooh, all over it that one i'm interested in
1: i thought you might be it's it's definitely too much for you to consult now but you can take it with you maybe study it over this evening tomorrow morning
0: i'll grab that one i will say to the others the annotations in this one they will take it okay
1: that's basically what you find in this one. You've you've nearly covered the whole the whole top floor. The, but the next room along, this this but the smell of burning that you all smell at the entrance has been getting stronger and stronger and finally you find the source of it. And this is a this is a laboratory that's been set fire to. The door is charred. You can see that there was a fire inside. Maybe the door's been shut, the fire's been contained inside. But when you open it, there's a smell of that accelerant, maybe petrol or something that's been used to start this fire. And it's clear that this was a, this was a laboratory, a makeshift laboratory.
0: Any, any bodies in there?
1: At a, at a glance? Well, give me a spot hidden.
2: This feels an awful lot like the thing, I have to say.
0: I know. Now, now we're properly in the thing territory, aren't we? Yeah. They've tried to contain it. I've got a I've got a hard success on that.
1: Okay, so you notice a a scrap of charred rope hanging from a beam and below it like an upturned dustbin. No. <laughs> no. Ugh. Oh, does that mean someone hanged themselves
2: because they knew they were infected with something? So they hanged themselves while they, while the room was on fire?
1: It does look like the scenes of someone having hung themselves yeah but
2: then why would they need to set themselves on fire as well That's the. Way.
1: do you want to well, did you get a hard success a hard yeah under under half so you 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 go straight to the bin and there are some uh, i'm gonna put
0: my my handkerchief on my face
1: there are some scraps of paper in the bin in fact i'm gonna send you the scraps of paper so it's all going on sorry it's all going on at 23 minutes past one
0: it's, it's always the way isn't it just that is cthulhu That is so Cthulhu. That's just like, so Cthulhu, man. That's that's basically what you find. Lyobamova can't help himself, although there's an instinct where he wants to hide what he has. He starts sort of talking about it out loud as we're passing through, And, and he says, It's looked like two different reports. One is typed, the other one is handwritten. Wittmannstetten figures suggest iron component to the body, but subsequent, likewise, an acid bath. Unusual traces of spectroscopic analysis is proved inconclusive. Further testing produces similar results. There is a professor mentioned of an astronomical institute, Volokolmask. Volokholmask. They dissected a goat. This is the second report similar results the creature was listless before the euthanasia re- did not resist injection or required no restraints the animal had significant tissue damage to both extremities and trunk similar to but not identical to the effect of serious a chemical burn the petri dishes showed no cultural growth from any affected areas precluding possibility of infection clearly our previous hypothesis is proven to be incorrect The bowel shows no sign of parasite. Musculature likewise. The neural tissue is unaffected by tissue damage, unlike something, and then it breaks down. Clearly illness unknown.
2: At the mention of parasite, I'm holding this report and flicking through it, and I just drop it. And I... "Ah!" (laughs) And I turn around very slowly and say... Did that report say they have put parasites into dead animals?
0: No, it's saying, uh, it's, it's saying that it is not a parasite. Bowel shows no signs of parasite active. Muscular
2: like... That mic- implies they have tried to use a parasite, does it not? They know something of a parasite?
3: It seems that their first indication, they thought it would be this parasite. So it seems they must have done
2: I have come across a parasite before.
0: I'm not sure that you are correct, here, gentlemen. It says bowel shows no sign of parasite active. And then there's musculature likewise.
1: As you're hearing this conversation, you hear the shout go out from one of the sergeants. First watch! The sun is down and the first watch begins.
0: We all look at each other in horror.
1: I'm sort of Such glad that of the shout
3: from the sergeant wasn't just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the, the, the final room that you, you're in while you're sort of studying your papers is basically empty. It looks like it was maybe where the most senior office uh, was stationed, but it's, but it's empty, there's no possessions. There's a bit of fire damage because it's right next to the, the lab. So you make your way back out because the sun's down and you've had a long pretty full day you barely stopped even to eat you make your way out you quickly gobble down some supper that's still bubbling away on the campfire and uh, the doctor and the lieutenant find their tent and um, put their heads down for the night as do uh, the major and the captain from the telegraph service union maybe everyone has something to sort of study. Captain Trevinov is maybe looking through the passports, sort of counting them, looking at the names, thinking about, you know, unemotionally thinking about these lives that have been lost. I think the Major has these, um, these reports, these agricultural reports that he's flicking through to see if they tally with what he already knows of this site. The Doctor has some lab notes. Fyodorov, I'm sure, has... Oh Garfield cartoon. An awful lot, an awful lot to weigh up. You all study these documents and uh, you can maybe relate to us what, you, what you've read in the morning, but just as you nod off, as you all go off to sleep, I would like you all to just give me an intelligence roll and just tell me whether you succeed, fail. Fyodorov's got an extreme success. Lucky, I assume
2: I got a regular success.
0: I have failed.
2: The full gamut.
1: Oh, well, Doctor might not be very well in the morning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> while I'm lying there in the dark, after a while I go, Kriyepanov, are you awake? <laughs> Kriyepanov, are you awake? Da. I need to tell you something. Go on. I came across parasites before. I've seen dead animals come back to life. And it was the Parasites. They nearly killed me, though they did.
1: You believe me, don't you, Trepno? I will leave you, Major, but... I can tell you that in this place... I'm not worried about things coming back to life. If I'm worried about anything... it is... The absence of life.